Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Thursday, which means we get football tonight. Thursday night football. And I know last week was entertaining. Joe, you were on that, that that game last week was going to be better in terms of a product to watch than the few weeks before that with the Commanders and the Bears and the Broncos. But this is the first matchup in a while that I'm intrigued with, that, that feels like, all right, I want to sit down and watch this game tonight between the Bucks and the Ravens. I mean, either team is great this year. Ravens have a chance to get there, perhaps. The Bucks don't look good. But there's a lot of intrigue to this game. Like, how far can the Bucks fall? And we, let's start off with the line movement we have. So this thing is flipped around. Early this week, we were looking at the Ravens as about a point-and-a-half favorite. You wake up this morning over at BetMGM, we were looking at the Bucks minus two, total of 46. I suppose we're looking at some sharp money. Coming out of Tampa last night? That's that's my guess, what's happened over the last couple of days, because it's hard for me to say that it's injury-related because both teams are dealing with a lot of notable injuries or what could be players that are missing the game. So I'm not sure why. Why is it all slanted towards the Tampa side? I did hear from some respected people that do like the Tampa side. I mean, but it's also the same argument it's Bucks coming off a really bad loss, and Brady hasn't yeah. been that bad. It's just the same stuff that we've been regurgitating week after week after week that maybe they think this is going to be the spot. Um, maybe part of it is the home teams have done very well on Thursday nights. So there's that possibility. Ravens were not all that impressive last week against Cleveland. They got the victory. So I guess, you know, it's it's a situation where things do balance balance out in this league, right? Like there were some games that they should have won in other weeks that they didn't. And this past week they had 4.0 yards per play on offense against Cleveland. Like you've got to do better than that against that Browns defense, the way they've been playing this year. And they still ended up winning the game. Um, Yeah, why is there Bucks support? I'm not sure. I honestly, I'm not quite sure about it. I have a lot of concerns about the Bucks. There are metrics that would support th- this being through seven weeks the worst rushing offense we have ever seen, and that's actually been pretty important over the first seven weeks of the year. In the red zone, the Bucks offense stinks. Uh, offensive line injuries have really hurt them. It can get nothing going on the ground, and it's for- forcing Brady to get rid of the ball just about immediately. If you look up time to throw, like it is one of the shortest uh, time to throws in the NFL. Um, so you have a struggling offense overall and going against a really bad defense in the Ravens. Maybe not discussed enough. Um, defensively for Baltimore, 29th in success rate, 29th in EPA per play. Now the metrics are off the charts for the Ravens spite of the fact that Lamar has has struggled for a few games. But overall, when you look at fifth in DVOA, second in EPA per play, they're pretty good. And the Bucks defense is still stout. Like, they're good everywhere, um, except for one area. They've been really poor in the red zone. Second worst red zone defense. Now, my initial thought is that's probably going to regress to the mean a little bit here. So they're going to improve as things go along. But it's shocking to see that Bucks defense give up touchdowns 76% of the time in the red zone. But uh, we mentioned the injuries off the start, and that's really, that's really what ties me up in this game. So offensively for the Bucks, Gage and Braid are out. That secondary is just beat up with Davis and Winfield, uh, Murphy Bunting, all out. Julio's a game-time decision. And just, Aaron, they're just um, everybody questionable for the Ravens. 
So that's where I'm having a really tough time on offense. Bateman, Andrews, Gus Bus, Ronnie Stanley, all questionable. Humphrey and Peters in the secondary, all questionable. Feels like it's really tough to make a play on this game for me until we get uh, the inactives 90 minutes before game time. Yeah, the angle, I love everything you said, especially with the injuries on both sides. The Bucks secondary, we don't know who's playing. Is Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, Ronnie Stanley, who's going to be back for the Ravens? The Ravens seem to be the healthier side right now. The total has gone up. It keeps going up. I mean, even yesterday it had gone up a couple, and now it's at 46. It was at 45 and a half last night. Lamar and the Ravens have been really good at covering in the first half. And now that this line is flipped, you can get Ravens first half money line at even money. I think that's intriguing. It was like minus 150 yesterday. Um, I, I kind of like that. Uh, another angle I was looking at. <laughs> so I was looking for props and I was like, who's this guy Cade Otten for the Bucks? He's a rookie tight end. And we all know Tom Brady loves tight ends. Hello, Gronk. Um, so 29 and a half receiving. This guy has gone over it. He's getting more production. And I was thinking, I, I mean, the Ravens are okay covering tight ends. Not great. But I think he could definitely go over that prop. And I thought that was um, kind of an intriguing angle that a lot of people, maybe he's going to be one of Tom Brady's like new favorite targets. So that could be, yeah, that's, a, I like that angle. And yes, the tight end, especially when Brady's pressure, that's always been kind of the outlet for him, the slot receiver or tight end. I'm looking at the total in the game. Primetime yeah. unders are 14 and seven this year. Why is this number climbing with offensive injuries I've, on a short week? The the defense too, the Bucks secondary is injuries. banked up. Yeah, it yeah. is. And but so just, I think Lamar's going to have to pass in this game. I mean, he can't rely on running in this one. So maybe a Lamar interception could be. <clears throat> could be. Intriguing. When you go yeah. to the total of 46, I mean, have the Bucks shown at all this year they're, they're, they're capable of being in over games? Other than the Chiefs game when they got rocked. They're, they're an under team. <laughs> I mean, they've I think people are still waiting for this, though, Joe G. I know on our show we've been waiting, and now we're kind of done. But the public yeah. might still think one of these games, Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to turn it around. I think people might. Maybe that's why the total's going up. I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, if the, if it was in the mid low to mid forties, then you say, all right, these are two. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. You might just go over by accident. But, Joe, I don't know, 46 to go over the – 23-20 is the kind of score of this game in my head. 46 feels a little bit high with the way these two – and a short week. And Mark Andrews well, is banged up. I know the secondary is banged yeah. up for the, the Bucks, but Mark Andrews is banged up. And it's not like Lamar has great receivers. Like, who's he airing it out to? Like, who well, – Sean Jackson is active? Come on. I don't know. Overnight. Right. Okay. <laughs> if he is forced to throw, where are you throwing it? You don't have any backs in the backfield that are, are a big part of the passing game. It's not a situation with the Ravens there. And right, Bateman, Andrews, they, they could miss. We'll have to wait and find out on that one. You know, on the Buck side, and maybe the, this feeds into the total a little bit, but maybe more about the side play. You know, of all those injuries on offense that we addressed, like Gage and Brait, were they a big part of the offense? No, they weren't. You still have Evans. You still have Godwin. Okay, and you're going against a very bad defense. So I, I think that's where a lot of the, geez, it was such a quick overreaction on that Bucks loss to the Panthers to ins to make the Ravens the favorite and that to, for him to be a home dog. And now we flip back. 
Now, I'm trying not to overreact to that because we're talking about it being around zero, so those are kind of like dead numbers. Like, yeah, they could win by one or two, and then you end up getting in trouble. You get the bad number, whatever. But for the most part, until it goes to three, like that's when it's – if it ends up Tampa minus three today, it's like, whoa, okay, that's a real move. Yeah. But it is pretty wild. Like, not off any quarterback news for it to go Tampa minus three on the look ahead, Baltimore minus two earlier this week, today Tampa minus two and a half. That's a lot of movement with based off very little information. I don't know why, but Deshaun Jackson first touchdown would be amazing. <laughs> 30 to 1. 30? <laughs> Could you imagine Lamar, the deep ball to Deshaun, just vintage Deshaun? <laughs> Was the last game yeah. he played, the last touchdown he scored, the first touchdown of last season or the first game of last season? Remember, it wasn't last season. Didn't, didn't 2021 open with the Rams and the Bears in a primetime game? I feel oh, like yeah. that happened. Yeah, and Deshaun yeah, had a touchdown, happened. and then that's it. Yeah. I, I think that was kind of his end. And then he got cut by the Rams at some point, and then he hasn't played. It's been a weird. Did he last leave that same? Game. Did he leave that same game with a hamstring injury? There's a non-zero Probably. chance. Like that's how this happened. Yeah. First touchdown doesn't make it through halftime. Yeah, he, uh, he is so small. I can't even believe he's an NFL player. I was shocked I when I saw him in person. I don't even know how he stays healthy ever because he's so tiny. Tiny. Well, I mean, he was at his peak. He might have been the fastest player in the NFL. He was. Yeah. Un- he was so fast. That was a long time ago, though. Um, one I was looking at tonight. What do we think about the Lamar rushing prop? So it's pretty high against a Todd Bowles defense that's usually usually pretty sound against rushing quarterbacks. I mean, they'll. they'll mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if he has a gigantic – you know, it's always hard taking Lamar I under because he could break one and then you're dead. Right. But he's it's 60-and-a-half at BetMGM. He's gone over this number three times this year, and they were three straight weeks, week two, week three, week four. The other games this year, 17, and then he's had 58, 77, 59. So he's gone over four times. Four out of the seven games, he's gone over 60-and-a-half yards. I think it's a, it's a tough number, 60-and-a-half. It's pretty high. I yeah, I think it's a tough one too. Uh, I was thinking under for him because I think he's going to be f- going to have to throw a lot today. They haven't faced any mobile quarterbacks this year. So, which one, Mahomes? Maybe Mahomes. Right. That's really the only one to take a look at, I guess. Last um, year they shut down Hurts two times. I mean, Lamar is faster than Hurts, but that's the second. Uh, did Lam- uh, Josh Allen they played last year, right? I guess he ran on them. Okay, Mahomes had thirty-four yards rushing. Listen, they know that nobody's betting Lamar unders. They're only going to, if they bet Lamar rushing props, they're going to bet rushing on the over right. for the most part, outside of some sharper betters. So, yeah, I don't love a lot in this. I really don't. Is uh, to Aaron's point earlier, I didn't get a chance to follow up on it. I, I do think first half, if you go Baltimore, that makes a lot of sense. They're up there with mm-hmm. Kansas City as far as first half scoring 15 points per game. They're six. I think right behind the Chiefs. And then Tampa Bay, I mean, we know their offensive struggles, but very slow starts as well. They're 29th in the NFL in first-half scoring at only 7.7 points per game. So you got a touchdown gap between the two. That's kind of interesting. Um, is Fournette done? Is he done? Like, it was really close, the touches between White and Fournette last week. And maybe that's because the game got out of hand. But maybe there's some value there on some white props as opposed to Fournette because 
I mean, the, the rushing offense can't do anything. I know they don't run the ball a ton, but it, but a lower number on one of the white props might be appealing. Could be, yes. Are you seeing any up? I'm, I'm at BetMGM. I'm just no. seeing Fournette, Gus Edwards, and Lamar. What are you seeing on white? Okay, so I was well. I know there's receiving. Okay, let me let me double check on. Yeah, so here's so what you're looking. Rushing for white is fifteen and a half. That I see. I was gonna I like say that. on the receiving. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like if I, there's part of me that thinks last week was game script. And they were. It was just not, okay. you know, a Fournette game. But he's also been getting targeted in the past game. He's got games of like six catches, ten catches, um, five catches. So I guess there's two. Like Fournette's number is over four and a half for receptions, which is seems high. No. And that's at plus money. That's very. But high. White, right? White's is two and a half. So if you think this <laughs> is the time where they kind of switch in, switch out, this could be the game to get him at over two and a half receptions at plus money. Yep, because they've been throwing the ball to backs is is the point. Because he has no time. Yeah. Yeah. Fournette's rushing prop tonight is fifty one and a half. He's gone over this number. He did in week one. Mm-hmm. Did in week two. Since week two, he's gone over it twice. But he's also games of thirty five minus three. That was I mean he had three carries, and then nineteen yards last week on eight carries. I mean, he might be – we might be towards the end. I mean, he's been around a long time. A lot of trail on that tires. It really feels that way. And, you know, it may not be all his fault with the uh, with the injuries that they've been dealing with. And remember, there, were, there was a lot of change in the offseason with this O-line, retirements, injuries, all right. sorts of different stuff going on. So there's a – yeah. I'll be honest, I don't love this game. I'm really kind of reaching because it's an island game for what to play. I have no interest in picking it in any contest. I don't care what the number is because I don't have a strong yeah. opinion on either side. But, a, you know, a couple of the props, maybe a first half bet is what, what I would take a look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious when I'm this goes by to. game time. Most I don't think it's going to stay two and a half. No, I think it probably we get to three. Most bet prop at BetMGM is a first touchdown Leonard Fournette, eight to one. I'd be off Leonard Fournette. Why? Why? That's ridiculous. First touchdown. I kind of like Lamar. Lamar ten to one, first touchdown. I could see that. Do they list? Do they list Andrews or no? Yes, yeah. eight to one. Is Rashad Bateman listed? Fourteen to one for Bateman. Okay. And if you like Bateman, bet it now in case Andrews is out. Right. <clears throat> Exactly. Yeah. Come down if he's out. Gus bus? Is that a low number? Probably. Eleven That's to one. What I'm looking at. Yeah. Eleven to one. He was getting Gus all Buss? the touches last week. He came I back know. from injury. Could he got be. 15 carries. It could be a Gus bus night. I I like that. I like that. We found an angle. Joe O, Joe right. G, Aaron Hawks, Rebecca Well Daily, NFL Survivor discussion next. We have 21 people left in Joe's pool. Just over 100 left in Circa. We'll discuss strategy next on the Becky Network.